Hello and welcome to Virtual Team Dynamics, the All Fire podcast. My name is Francis Norman. I'm the founder and principal consultant here at All Fire. At All Fire, we specialise in helping organisations get the most from their virtual teams through understanding how team members interact. This is episode number four, and here we are going to be discussing some of the challenges that are unique or at least particularly peculiar to the management and the interaction of virtual teams in the not for profit space. So not-for-profit organisations can be anything from um, straight-out registered charities and even non-registered charities through to professional organisations and um, and other bodies that, that operate. Uh, I guess the, one of the biggest identifiers for a not-for-profit space, they operate on a very small budget. They Consequently, they don't have very much access to finances. So buying equipment... Um, paying for training courses, paying for um, for the support of the personnel that may be needed, even maintaining currency of technology can be a, can be a big challenge for them. The other side of the challenge that, uh, that, that I'm going to be talking about is that typically the people who are attracted to work for these organizations, they're not drawn by the money and, um, and consequently they can be they can be people who are there for the love of the goals of the organization more so than for uh, for any particular skills that they may bring now this can mean that, that that these people will be their motivation will be quite different their um their availability also can be quite different as well so with the technology side the one of the biggest issues here with uh, with technology with virtual teams with um in not for profit organizations typically they don't have access to to the, the sort of the high-end um, teleconference equipment, the high-end video conference equipment, and uh, and so forth, they tend to be reliant on either, for want of a better expression, sort of hand-me-down and second-hand equipment, older equipment that they've been able to buy for uh, particularly um, sort of end-of-line or second-hand stock, or free equipment. So products such as Skype. Now Skype is a is a phenomenal platform, but uh, it's not particularly good if you want to run large multi multi user video conferences um whereas a proper full full function high end video conference suite in a purpose built room can be can be substantially different and can be substantially better and and more more easy to facilitate large multi user meetings so the the technology then is is limited and because it's limited the ability of these organizations sometimes to use some of these tools can also be be a challenge um, where they have to rely on access to uh, other organizations for some of this technology can also bring in some problems there they these not-for-profit organizations tend to get the use of the equipment out of hours so they may have to go in and use a, um, a larger organization's boardroom or teleconference or video conference suite when everyone else has gone home if they have problems with the equipment then then again they can have problems in terms of just maintaining communications not-for-profit organizations also typically tend to see a higher turnover of personnel a lot of people will be drawn to the organization when they have free time when they have when they're particularly passionate about a particular issue or a challenge that may be that they may be uh, motivated by once that challenge is is resolved, or if those people find that they have um, 
uh, let's say for-profit calls on their time, they will they will often um, go back and do their for-profit simply because they have to make a living somewhere, um, and then that leaves the the not-for-profit organisation seeing a high turnover of people, and a high turnover of people has been shown through a lot of research to cause a lot of the breakdowns in relationships and to delay buildings of relationships between between team members. So if you've got a constant churn of of workers and uh, and personnel in each office and at each location, people are going to find it very, very difficult to start to build working relationships and meaningful relationships. So some of the some of the ways that um, that we here at Ulfi would propose for for these not-for-profit organisations to try to uh, to to deal with some of the challenges that are peculiar to working in virtual teams for them would be firstly to 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 document to to codify for want of a better expression the the ways in which the the organisation functions to set down in writing so that when when people come and go. When people are available for short periods of time or for longer periods, everybody has a set of guidelines that they can follow that, that sets out how people work, who does what, how the equipment works and so forth. That way at least when you have new personnel coming in regularly, they can relatively quickly learn and pick up on how to use the equipment and they can also relatively quickly build the relationships that they need with their, with their virtual colleagues. The second one would be to to put a, a solid and effective succession plan in place and to and to constantly be checking that succession plan. The succession plan should run to more than just the senior people within the organization as well. You need to be looking at the people who are going to look after your IT networks, the people who are going to look after your office space for you. Um, everybody within the organization needs to have uh, someone that can stand in for them for whatever reason if they're not available. They also need to have someone so that when these individuals move along, there is someone ready to fill in for them and to take over from them in whichever role that may be. Now often succession planning gets gets applied at the top end of organisations, be they not-for-profits or for-profit organisations. Um, there is a real need particularly in this not-for-profit space, to put a very high focus on the development of the networks and the core skills of the people who are going to succeed right the way through the business, right the way through the organisation, so that there's always people there ready to, to, to fill someone else's uh, vacant seat when they're, when they're no longer available. The third one would be to keep the goals of the organisation realistic. Um, this, can be, this can be challenging in in any kind of a business but um but the a lot of times within not for profits it can be very very tempting to get to get drawn to the bigger challenges and the bigger goals these can then lead to a lot of distraction it can in some instances it can also lead to increased turnover where people where people who are drawn for one particular reason find that that the vision of the organisation and the vision of the not-for-profit has changed and those people will move on, they'll leave, they'll go and do something else. So keep, the, keep, keep, to, the, keep to the original goals and keep to the original charter for the organisation really does help. And it also means then that it helps a little with the stability and with, with just retaining people. Keeping it simple, keep the, keep the tools and keep the structure simple. 
and that that way then people when they when they get to know whatever whichever technology you're using for your communications they know how it works likewise with the structure of the organization they can the organization can then um, if it's simple if it's relatively flat it makes it a lot easier for people to maintain and build those relationships across boundaries in that virtual space um, one other one would be wherever possible again and this is something that applies right across virtual teams wherever possible try and build a little bit of face-to-face and a little bit of relationship building into any opportunities that may arise some not-for-profits will run an annual conference or they'll run some form of an annual network um, try wherever possible to get as many of the personnel that you can from each of the locations together and if that sometimes means that you just move this annual meeting between different centres and then all the people at at the centre where the event is held can meet the people that are visiting from other locations. That will help and it will help enormously as far as just helping to build those relationships. And the final point would be to to seek help. There are, for for every not-for-profit organisation, there are probably several for-profit businesses that would be very, very happy to provide help either in kind or in, um, in in money or material that can help them to, to improve their communications facilities to, to help with the way that their virtual teams build and even to contact organisations such as Ulfire to see if we can um, provide a little bit of guidance and help in terms of just how your virtual team may work and may interact. So I hope that this um, this episode has has helped a little bit in terms of just how the how to get the most from managing virtual teams in a in a not for profit space, um, and we very much look forward to hearing from hearing any comments from you as as time goes by when you get the opportunity to uh, to listen to this podcast. If you have the time, please do feel free to check us out at www.ulfire.com.au. Subscribe to the podcast feed or, of course, subscribe to the email feed that comes out from the the business as well. Uh, Thank you very much and we'll be speaking to you in the next podcast.